welcome to the Future of Field Service podcast. I am Sarah Nicastro, your host, and today we're going to be talking about customer experience. Customer experience is a topic that I get super, super excited and passionate about because when I started covering this industry, which is you know longer than, than I realize sometimes, um, customer experience was not a driver of field service initiatives. When I would have conversations with service leaders, those conversations were all centered very much around cost reduction, cost reduction, cost reduction. And while I'm not minimizing the importance of managing costs and running an efficient organization, I do think that it is imperative to be focused on the customers. And so I'm I'm very excited that the industry has sort of um, evolved to the point where that is uh, a primary driver, if not the primary driver for a lot of today's leading service organizations. So I'm super excited for today's episode. I am joined by Annette Franz, who heads up CX Journey Inc., which is a global customer experience strategy consulting firm. So Annette, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, thank you, Sarah, for having me on this podcast. I'm so thrilled to be here and I would always love to talk about customer experience. So always happy to <laughs> accept those uh, invitations, but um, where to begin, right? So I'll just, I'll just try to go briefly because it's a, it's a 25 plus year history in this space, but I uh, started my career in customer experience back in the early nineties at JD Power and Associates and have, you know, seen the field evolve over the last 25 plus years um, to what it is today. You know, back then we talked about customer customer satisfaction and customer loyalty. We didn't even use the phrase customer experience. So, so I've been, you know, uh, spent a little bit of time on the market research side early on and uh, the rest of my time, most of it has been um, on the technology side, on the vendor side, um, running consulting services uh, organizations for um, the technology platforms. I've also had two stints on the client side, one at Mattel and one at Fidelity. So, I don't know if that's well-rounded, but a little rounded <laughs> Yeah, great experience in this space. So perfect. Awesome. So I know that, um, that your organization works with companies of all sizes. So one of the questions I wanted to ask you is what are the biggest struggles, um, related to CX for a smaller company versus a larger company? How do you see those, I guess the, the biggest challenges differing between those two ends of the spectrum? Well, you know, and that's a, that's a really interesting question because I, I don't see that they're necessarily um, different struggles. Um, maybe they're at different magnitudes, right? But mm-hmm. I think they all start in the same place. So, you know, typically the biggest struggle for anybody is you know, to get CEO commitment. And that's even, you know, in a, let's say a small mom and pop shop, you know, the owners have to be committed to, to delivering a great customer experience and to training their employees and to having that culture that, that um, really is all about the customer and, and focusing on the customer. So, so that's, and in large organizations, you know, CEO commitment, executive commitment is a huge challenge as well. It really starts at the top and, and they've got to be uh, on board. And if they're not, then, um, you know, then things aren't going to get very far. And, and I think related to that, too, is really around showing ROI, because even if there's somebody in the organization, small or large, if there's somebody in the organization who gets it and wants to make it happen, the only way that they're going to get the commitment from the CEO or the owner 
or whoever the you know top executive is, um, is by you know building that business case and showing that yeah, if we do this, it there's some real real positive outcomes as a result of it. Yeah, for sure. I think you know when I talked about what I witnessed earlier on in in my journey in this industry to how things have evolved to now, I think um, you know a lot of that very cost conscious, cost reduction focus. Um, you know, something like customer experience, I think at that point seemed like a very soft thing to, to a lot of these executives. And I think the realization has occurred that there are actually, um, you know, really, really big and really important, um, positive business metrics that can occur from focusing on this. So, so that's cool. Okay. So, um, that being said, you know, I talked a bit about the evolution of the field service industry specifically, um, and that there you know, there's a better recognition of it, but I think there are still plenty of organizations in field service that um, maybe understand CX is important, but don't necessarily have a strong CX initiative and function in place yet. So I was hoping you could share sort of your top tips for how they should get the ball rolling on a more formal CX approach. Right. And I'm going to assume we'll just put executive commitment aside. We're going to assume that that's in place. And if it's not, then obviously that's your number one thing you've got to get done. Mm-hmm. But but the other things, um, I would I would probably boil it down to three tips to focus on, right? Number one is to really hire or put somebody in that position to be the head of CX or to be the person who's going to champion the customer and this work throughout the organization. So um, someone who's got to oversee, um, you know, this transformation effort and this work. Um, and and that's a pretty key role to have in the organization. Um, the second thing that I would say is that you've got to know the why or understand the why and establish what your objectives and outcomes are. You know, why why do you want to do this? What's what's wrong or what's right with the organization today that um, that is driving you to uh, to to launch some kind of a CX transformation or, 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 um, I hate to use it initiative. Let's use journey because initiative just feels like a project or a, a program or something. But, um, so what is it, what is it that's driving this need to do this? Right. So you've got to really sit down and establish what those objectives are and what the desired outcomes are. Right. It, it, you know, if, if you're going to do the work, what is it ultimately going to look like in, in the end? And then how are you going to measure success as well? And then the third thing that I would say is, and this is an, easy, relatively, I'm going to put air quotes around easy, but a relatively easy place um, for businesses to get started. And that is, and and it's sort of twofold. One of it, one of them is to listen to your employees and get feedback about their experience, but also listen to them about what they're hearing from your customers. Right. And then the other side of it is to listen to your customers and get feedback about the customer experience. And this is where a lot of companies in my experience have started is let's get some feedback, whether it's, you know, whether it is something coming in from the employees or they've got something from online reviews or they've they've done some transactional surveys, you know, that after called it, you know, customer support or a, a purchase or whatever it is. Right. Just trying to start to get that feedback and do something with it and, and to build that business case, too. So those are some places that I that I would definitely get started. I don't know that I would <laughs> necessarily um, prioritize those. Um, it is hard to get that head of CX in place, um, mm-hmm. but ultimately somebody does have to champion it. But really, we always have to start with our objectives and um, our desired outcomes and then go from there. So. 
Perfect. Okay. So let's look at on the flip side, a company that has made some strides with CX, but is really looking to sort of expand on progress, take it to the next level. What are some of the, um, you know, steps you could provide for a company that has sort of the basics covered? Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a big question too, right? Because there's so many things you can do. But here's the first thing that I would do is I would conduct an audit of where you are today relative to where you want to be or need to be or you know, no needs to get done, right? There are a ton of, for example, there are a ton of maturity uh, assessments and, and those types of assessments available publicly online. Um, I've got one too happy to share it if anybody's interested in seeing it as well. But conduct that audit, you know, where, where how would you grade yourself today versus how you might have graded yourself a year ago on these various components of um, your customer experience strategy and the work that you know you need to do in order to get to that highest level of maturity. Um, I also have a um, I wrote a post called uh, the building blocks of a successful customer experience transformation strategy. I think that's worthwhile for folks to look at as well, because those building blocks are what need to be in place. And I really put a lot of focus and emphasis on those foundational elements. Those building Mm -hmm. blocks are what need to be in place to ensure, you know, ultimately success of your transformation. Ultimately, at the end of the transformation, customer experience becomes your new normal, right? Customer centricity is your new normal. And, and we don't even talk about customer experience anymore because it's just what we do, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. how we do business. And so, so taking a look at those kinds of things, but either way, you know, conducting an audit of where you are today versus where you were when you first started versus where you want to be as a result of the work you're doing, I think is going to be a real um, eye opener for folks. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, so we talked about the importance of success metrics, right? Uh, yep. If if companies are going to invest energy, time, resources into an effort, um, any effort, they're going to want to know how it's going to pay off. So yep. what are the best success metrics a company can use when measuring um, the effectiveness of its CX efforts? So, you know, first of all, two, two things, right? First of all, it really depends on what your desired outcomes are. So if your desired outcomes are to increase your um, customer retention, then it doesn't make sense to have a success metric be around, um, you know, cost reduction, you know, in an indirect way, it, may, but not directly, right? So really got to think about what your desired outcomes are. Um, And then I would think about not only desired outcomes for the business, but for your customers and for your employees as well. So I like to talk about success metrics, desired outcomes and success metrics in um, those three buckets. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll throw out a couple of them. I think they're they're, um, some of the more common ones that folks use. So when it comes to business success metrics, it is really around retention, um, revenue slash growth, um, cost savings, you know, um, efficiencies and cost savings, uh, customer lifetime value, share of wallet, those kinds of things. When it comes to the customer, it's really going to be around um, customer satisfaction, customer effort, ease of doing business, 
those those types of metrics, right? Because that's ultimately what we're trying to do. We're trying to remove the friction from the experience and simplify and, and satisfy our customers um, throughout every interaction and transaction with the organization. And then for employees, I would look at employee satisfaction, employee happiness, engagement, retention figures, um, NPS, ENPS, employee NPS, um, things like that. So, so those are some examples of success metrics that I would use. But again, they have to tie back to what your desired outcomes are. Yep. Okay, good, good. Um, so I read a blog you wrote recently about complacency um, and how that's something that is is critical for organizations to um, avoid when it comes to CX. So what is your advice on how to avoid complacency and instead focus on that continual improvement? Yeah, I think that I think the message from that post was really around never rest on your laurels, right? Because customers change, expectations change, the business changes, um, new products are introduced, new competitors come into the marketplace. You're making acquisitions and mergers, those kinds of things. The the the, it, the business is constantly evolving in a variety of ways, right? And so we can never really rest on our laurels. We can't just say, okay, well, I think I've achieved, you know, I'll, I'll just use, uh, you know, NPS as a metric. I think I think I've achieved an NPS of 70. Whew, we're done. You know, that's all we needed to do. But, you know, the the world and the business are changing tomorrow and your customers are changing and your employees are changing. So absolutely right. Never rest on your laurels is the advice. And I think um, continuous improvement really is the key. You know, it, it's you've got to go back and revisit everything that you've done. Right. You've got to revisit your surveys, your metrics, your personas, your journey maps, your everything that you've done to start this journey. You're going to want to just continuously revisit that and make sure that you that what you started with a year or two ago still matches and meets what you're trying to do today and what your customers are trying to do today. So, so I think that ties actually ties in really nicely to the question where I said, you know, conduct not audit, because I think you'll want to do that regularly anyways, just to make sure you're, you're on track with what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. I like the point you brought up that it's, it's really a journey, not a destination, which, you know, can be said in, in field service about a lot of different aspects of what's going on in the industry. I mean, the same can be said of digital transformation and the same can be said for just, you know, evolving the the businesses and innovating and being more strategic. I mean, it's, you're never going to reach a finish line. It's just right. a, a continual process. Um, I wanted to ask one question about um, something you've brought up a couple times, which is sort of the correlation between employee engagement and customer experience. Can you talk a little bit about that correlation and, and why it's important for companies to keep that in mind? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, this is an interesting one, right? Because um, this is something that I've been talking about since my days at J.D. Power and Associates when I was talking to clients about, hey, you know, we should listen to employees too. And they would say, no, nah, we'll listen to employees later. We're just going to focus on our customers right now. Well, the crazy thing is, and, I, and I've sat next to clients who've said, oh, you know, I never really thought about that. You're right. But the crazy thing is employees, they're the ones who deliver the experience, right? And so so if we, if we focus on the employee experience, we're going to get get a much better customer experience. And I'll give you, I'll give you an example. It's, it's really the work that I do when I, when I first started working with clients, I interview customers, um, employees, and executives of an organization. And typically the executives have in their head that, yeah, we're just going to focus on the customer experience because, and, and we think we know what the problem is, right? Well, 
when I, after I'm done with those interviews and I come back and I say, you know, really, if you fixed what was happening in your employee experience, you'd probably solve 90% of your customer experience issues, right? And the employee experience mm-hmm. isn't just that soft stuff, you know, it's that stuff is so important. You know, it's communication, leadership, recognition, appreciation, development, growth, um, all of those kinds of things. So important to the employee experience. But the flip side of it is, is sort of the hard stuff is what I like to call it. It's the tools, the resources, and the processes. And you'd be surprised when I go in, even in organizations where companies think we have a great employee experience, you would be surprised when I ask them the question, do you feel like you have the tools and the resources that you need to to deliver the level of service that you would like to, to your customers? And they'll say no. So, and, and, and they're the ones who tell me the processes are broken. This is why the experience is terrible. This is why I can't do what, what the customer needs or wants or fulfill their, you know, requests because our processes are broken or the, or mm-hmm. they're missing or those kinds of things. So, so that's really key to the employee experience. And that speaks volume to volumes to how the employee experience is connected and, and drives the customer experience. Yeah. It's funny. Um, you know, just thinking about the interconnectedness of, of it all, right. So yeah. the interconnectedness between the employee experience and the customer experience, and then also going back to sort of Um, what I mentioned earlier, that evolution in the industry, like a lot of those efficiency metrics that used to be, you know, the, the guiding light for these organizations are still ultra relevant and they're so interconnected to the employee experience. I mean, when you look at something like a first time fix rate, um, that's an important metric for an organization because if you're making repeat trips all the time, I mean, you're just drowning in cost, but it's also imperative to a good customer experience. So it's, it's not so much a, a shift in focus of what's important to the business. It's just that that guiding light has shifted to be more, um, you know, what's happening with our customers and, and what's going to make our customers happy than, than anything else. So it's pretty You're cool. absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and your example is spot on. You know, I have, a, I have one of my clients um, and when you talk about tools, we're not just talking about, you know, software and those, we're talking about tools, hammers and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, those kinds of tools, hard tools, right? And I have a client who's field service guys tell me the same thing. They go out on the job and they, the, the quality of the tools or the tools that they have, not the right tools to do the job that they need to do. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so yeah, absolutely. Huge problem. Yeah. And if you think about the, the pressure that puts on them as an employee, being the face of the brand and the face of the company and, and to be able to, you know, show up and not have what you need or the knowledge you need or the skills or the software or the tools or the parts or whatever it is to be able to do what that customer is expecting of you, that puts a lot of stress on on that employee. I mean, there's no way you're going to have, you know, high um, employee satisfaction in a situation where they're repeatedly being viewed as a failure, you know, yeah. so. Um, Absolutely. I've That's seen it in these point. interviews that I've done and, and they say, you know, we want to serve our customers, but we can't serve our customers because we don't have what we need to do so. So, you know, it's, it's yeah, spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. So, um, let us know, Annette, where can the listeners go if they want to learn more about the content you create, the consulting services you provide, um, things like that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, my website is cx-journey.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn and uh, Twitter. Either either way, you can reach out to me. I'm always happy to you know talk about customer experience and 
learn what others are doing as well. So thank yeah, you Yeah, it's a, it's a fun conversation to have. <laughs> yes, it so is. <laughs> I really appreciate you uh, joining me today and, and sharing some of your insights. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll have to have you back sometime to, to dig in a little bit deeper to um, the many layers of, of this and all of the opportunities companies have to improve. I would love that. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Annette. Thanks again to Annette for joining us today to talk about customer experience. It's a topic I really enjoy talking about, something that I think will continue to be top of mind and center of conversation for service organizations this year and beyond. We have a lot more content on customer experience, uh, written content at futureoffieldservice.com. So if it's a topic you also enjoy, check us out there. You can find us on Twitter. You can also find us on LinkedIn. If you have any thoughts or questions on this topic or another, or if you want to talk about your own service efforts, you can reach out to me through email at sarah at futureoffieldservice.com. The Future of Field Service podcast is published in partnership with IFS and WorkWave. To learn more about how IFS and WorkWave's service management software can work for you, visit www.ifsworld.com. Thanks for listening.